You are tuned in. <laughs> you are tuned in to the Keep It Basement podcast with your boy Sweet. Y'all heard? What up, Sweet? Now tuned to motherfucking derelict. Keep It Basement with the Sweens. That's the name of the podcast. Keep It Basement with the Sweens. Uh, oh, I would love to tell you. I would love to tell you that basically. Uh, Mike Sweeney, the head president CEO of Keep It Basement, fully admitted. At least you know it. Warning, 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 The drama king is in the building. The drama king is in the building. Warning, 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 The drama king is in the building. The drama king is in the building. Warning, warning. <laughs> Keep It Basement has entered the building. Yeah, Keep It Basement has entered the building. They need them off premises. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. Welcome back to the short show. We now have uh, our first guest in the studio, Mike Sweeney. Thanks for coming, Mike. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Yourself? Not bad. All right. Uh, you're the uh, co-host. And uh, did you found your podcast, uh, Keep It Basement? Yeah, founder of Keep It Basement uh, podcast. So uh, your podcast, what, uh, what year did you start doing that? I would say about 2015, 2016. And that's because you really you, you were in radio before. Yeah, radio guy and just wanted to do podcasting because you're on your own terms, own time and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then content-wise, you don't really have to adhere to... Yeah, uh, the FCC, and you could say whatever you want, really, and also you're getting guests on different times, and it could be tough with a radio slot. Mm-hmm. What know? kind of guests do you usually get? Comedians, uh, entertainers, uh, hip hop people in the hip hop industry, radio mm-hmm. industry, podcast industry, just anyone like I'm, you know, passionate about, like anything like in entertainment. Yeah. Who uh, who do you think like some of your biggest guests have been? I would say on my radio show and podcast because I kind of forget the two because yeah, I yeah, just yeah. think they of them blend. Uh, I would say Charlemagne the God. Wow, really? Uh, yeah, and then comedy, you would say like Andrew Schultz, the Brilliant Idiots. Um, when do you have Schultz on? Uh, a couple times. I went to the Stress Factory interview him. And then I actually went to one of his events at Hoboken Comedy Festival with him and Charlemagne and Brilliant Idiots. Mm-hmm. And then we had uh, Schultz on in the green room at Stress Factory again recently with Tom Zappia. Really? Yeah. He remembers you, I guess? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, he, yeah he, he's funny. He yeah. knows me from uh, like the internet and stuff from just like interviewing him and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys put out a lot of content. Yeah, try to. How, uh, how often do you guys record a podcast or anything like that? Uh, we try to do it weekly or bi-weekly and it's funny cause Schultz calls me the adult entertainment guy because <laughs> oh, yeah? I, I interviewed like a couple adult entertainers and it mm-hmm. was like big on YouTube and he remembered me from that. Oh, that's, that's funny. Yeah. It's like something to stick out. Yeah. Not good though. Yeah. <laughs> Any press is good press, right? Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Um, so format wise, how, like how do you guys usually format? Do you do with your co-host do you guys usually talk in the beginning or do you just jump right into interviews it's kind of like radio it's inspired by radio because you learn from the radio process but you don't want to make it too like preachy or two of a show mm-hmm. so you kind of make it unique in your conversation but you want to start out with like a monologue or announcements kind of like you guys do yeah that's something that i find really hard with just speaking on radio i mean i've never done a podcast but uh like the monologue part making it not sound preachy yeah kind of conversational yeah people make fun of me say i sound too like inspiration or motivational but like in radio you get excited for helping people out or like making people uh you know laugh or feel good you know absolutely that's why i like having uh people like as soon as possible to come into the studio like so i don't have to do a lot of time by myself yeah Yeah, i I like that too i would always want to interview everyone to learn more about it when i was doing radio i would like interview certain people and want to learn about the profession but Mm -hmm. like howard stern said if you only rely on guests you don't have a show so that kind of stuck with me to like be entertaining yourself too yeah you know what uh what kind of i mean you guys usually monologue wise talk about like pop culture and that sort of thing or we talk about like sponsors that rejected us no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) like people oh no we yeah like monologue wise we just keep it real and authentic and thank the fans for listening that we get yeah and then we talk about current events comedy events uh stuff you would be interested in and like hip-hop stuff and we try to take it like a pop culture sense of hip hop and comedy and entertainment. That's really interesting. And then once in a while we'll have an entrepreneur on and talk about business too to like learn because I think you got to be a good businessman now and an entertainer. Absolutely. Especially in comedy. Yeah, that's why like it's funny when I go to open mics and people are like, I tell them I'm in college because I mean it's pretty obvious if you look at me. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, Tall. oh, well, just like uh, if I shave, I look like I'm 15. But, uh, <laughs> When they like say, "Oh, what are you? What are you studying?" and then I tell them marketing, it's because you know it's such a con- entertainment yeah. industry. They're like marketing, and then yeah. I kind of have to defend myself. So, 
but definitely like it does play an important role but. yeah it does i feel like you could get a degree in anything now and do anything if you're like passionate about like you could be a com- famous comedian and have a degree in business it doesn't matter yeah. i think it helps though some of the business stuff you learn here exactly yeah like uh marketing yourself some people are so it i, I don't want to say bad but it's like either sporadic or it's kind of cheesy some yeah. of the marketing yeah and there's a lot of fake followers on instagram the thing yeah. i learned with mammoth is you could take like the traditional education and learn it that way then also you got to take the street approach too mm-hmm. you know and like learn your own way through stuff in social media exactly like the if you do it too if it's too rigid it won't seem yeah. uh like enticing not that's yeah, like yeah. a weird word to use but yeah. <laughs> like i think the professors get it like if you're like 60 or 70 you don't understand certain social media concepts that mm-hmm. someone else would yeah. So like you got to learn from like the celebrity people on social media and also your professors. That'd be funny to have like an 80-year-old professor teaching you social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> IG's popping. Yeah, exactly. Using hip lingo. Yeah. <laughs> so um when did uh you initial you had a, a different co-host than who you have now. I mean, now you yeah, have had a couple co-hosts. Shout out my co-host. <laughs> uh who what's the the process or the the progression of The the process is getting started, just doing it. You probably know this, just putting yourself out there and doing it and risking it all and the anxiety that comes with it and yeah. just getting someone who will actually come here consistently and help you out and be a part of something. How um how difficult was it for you to find that motivation to start actually doing the podcast? It, the motivation was always there and inspiration. It was just like the fear of failure yeah. or fear of like messing up a show, you know? Yeah, rejection and that just kind of like stuff. the overall like the pre-anticipatory anxiety of it. Like even like when you go on stage and stuff. Like I give comedians credit because it's scary. Yeah, it, it's funny. I think a lot of people do like uh, if they, you know, you go to an open mic and people that aren't there like to do comedy, they're like, oh, like I can't believe like you do this. Take so much confidence, and then yeah, you're yeah. like. Once you do it, you're like, yeah, but if I don't do it, now I'm a loser. Like, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then if you know the people, you don't want to do it. Like, I'm scared to still do it at Stress Factory. I've gone up a few times before. I got up one, yeah. like, once before. Yeah. And I actually, I actually did good, but I gave oh. like a motivational speech. <laughs> but uh, Zapia says, calls what? me a comedian, but I don't really think I'm a comedian. Well, it's, uh, I think it's the difference between like a comedian and a comic, you know? Yeah, yeah. A comedian, like any, uh, was it Tom Sharpling, right? Doesn't he have that radio show where and he, people refer to him as a comedian, but yeah. he's never. I don't think he's ever. I'm not done familiar. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel's ever done stand up. Uh, yeah. Howard Stern, people like that. I think that's a, a flood warning thing. I heard that in the show before. Could be. I heard there's a lot of floods down here now. So I think as of right now, we got this running through because you know you got that seven second delay. Uh, warning, yeah. warning. <laughs> so keep it basement has entered the building. Yeah, keep it basement has entered the building. They need them off premises. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, good. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the short show. I now have Tom Zappia here with Mike Sweeney, the co-host of the Keep It Basement podcast. Uh, thanks for coming, guys. Hello, thank you for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate is, it. Uh, t- we've already gone through, uh, Tom's a two-timer already. Two-timer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's only been about four weeks. And Two now, and done. Yeah, that's how bad I am at booking people. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into uh, how did, Tom, how did you get into the podcast with Mike? Because I know that Mike started it around like 2015. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really, I don't even really remember. I think it kind of just happened. And I also have a terrible memory, I'll tell you that. Great but um, I just met him outside the Stress Factory one night. And oh, yeah? He, the, yeah, the Stress Factory in New Brunswick. And he was like, I could do a podcast, I guess, was the, the basis of it. I had never podcasted or done any, like, you know, never been on a podcast. I think he was basically, he'll probably tell you the origin. He was just like looking for comedians to come on with him because he, he yeah, likes to do comedy. Outside the Stress Factory. Was interested in the comedy world and was like, why not get comedians to talk about topics? Because my uh, old co host went to LA. Oh, yeah? yeah Who's so your old co-host? Alum. Uh, Taylor Cobb. He actually had a show here, too. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what did he go to L.A. for? Uh, he went to just try it out um, and connect with people, and he actually met good connections in the hip-hop world where he was editing a podcast and working a little bit for Revol- Revolt TV. Oh, wow. And uh, he's great with video stuff, audio stuff, and he taught me everything I know about podcasting. And then oh, yeah? I kind of like taught Tom, like, and pretty much made his career. No, I'm kidding. But I taught Tom <laughs> I don't have about a career. podcasting. <laughs> yeah, you can't but make something you don't got. Right Taylor, <laughs> it's funny because Taylor taught me a lot of the radio stuff, and then he taught me podcasting as well. That's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, did he start with? Did he have a podcast before you? No, he was like, you need a podcast. Don't rely just on radio because of the whole thing of traveling or getting guests in certain time slots. You know. Yeah. 
and uh, he was like, try podcasting as well because it's going to be a game changer. And he was actually right. He was early on it for com- compared to a lot of people. He was early on it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. What what, uh, what year was that? That was 2015. 2015. Yeah, it was pretty much like the same radio premise, but we would get more in depth with guests. And sometimes, you know, in radio, you can't interview someone for like two hours. Yeah. But on a podcast, you can. Yeah, so I get it was, winded like, when I like <laughs> trying to interview people like I'm like, there's so much yeah. dead air. There's like. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just like an extension of that, like in, in whatever you do, if it's radio, comedy, podcast, I always think it always goes all together. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's very similar, but, uh, I think like we were saying before, you know, podcasting does have you know, the least restraints of those. So, um, Tom, so you started, was this something that you'd ever like imagine seeing yourself doing, doing a podcast? No, I think I used to, uh, Oh, can't curse. Uh, used to like h- yeah, hate on them, I think, when I was like first doing comedy. But then I figured um, I might as well. Like, it was the way, it was like the wave at that time. And I was listening, already starting to listen to them, like Rogan and stuff. So I was yeah. like, I guess I should probably just do it. Just something to add to the, you know, repertoire and like connect with other people, comedians and et cetera. Um, and Mike pretty much does everything and knows how to do it. And I was just like, I could just sit there and, t- and talk. Yeah, I'm a user. <laughs> you know, I actually your- believe it's great for connecting with people because it's got a lot of connections. And like, even if you were in the New York City, I think it'd be more beneficial if you're a comedian. But even just doing a podcast and get your voice out there, I think it helps with everything you do, whether it be radio, comedy. And it, every interview to me is like a meeting in a way because it's almost like, not not like ingenuine or whatever. I'm keeping organic, but like every time we connect with somebody who's kind of famous or or even just a local person, it's like we network with them and do more things with them. Absolutely. So it's yeah. like a meeting in general. Like afterwards, the interview, it's like we're meeting and we're talking about what we're going to do together, and it's like a, we're building this like brand and network with it. Yeah, it's very, it's it's good for it's like a rising tide lifts all ships. It's like good for everyone. Yeah. Like you have, yeah. uh, you're giving someone like an outlet to talk, and then you're giving yourself exposure, and then you now have that bond, like you were saying. Yeah, and you know, link. you know, Gordon Bakerbone. Uh, I've met him a couple times. I don't, I don't really know him well. Because he came on and, Shout he, out Gordon. and he was saying I ask too many questions and get too preachy or do too many interviewee things. And he was like, no, I like that factor. I like being interviewed. People want to be heard, like you said. Yeah. They want to be noticed. Yeah, that's definitely a line that I, I don't know how I'm even walking it. I kind of got a blindfold on and I'm on that tightrope. Like, I don't know whether or not I should be asking very interviewee questions or if it should be more organic just just like a combination of both like it comes with the just putting the years in and working through it and just being who you are and not like being somebody or not yeah that's more of a mic thing that's where i like to let me just bring on a com- couple comedians you know we also have alex of course shout out to alex, alex. yeah let he me, was the origi- have original host i wanted not yet. two comedians to come on <laughs> to like throw around jokes and mike will basically be the interviewer because i don't like care or like really interviewing people and he's better at asking questions and like researching people like i don't really i I, if i really liked him i will but like i'd rather just like you know have a conversation and kind of mess around um and like not get too crazy but i know like a lot of guests especially comedians do like to get interviewed it's like you know they get like a you know yeah they want to tell their story their origin story absolutely yeah but um not but uh it's important i feel like it also opens you up if you have questions ready or you prepared properly like you're not as nervous and you got everything you know it it might not go as the game plan says but you know you work through that and the interview helps open everyone up and then you start to talk about more in-depth stuff that's what i like to do Mm -hmm. yeah it's like you kind of get to find a like while you're talking you find like an avenue to go down then you can really just find exactly and connect with them Mm -hmm. you know what uh what were some of the podcasts or some of the people you guys have interviewed that you think have kind of surprised you in that sort of manner? Like people that you weren't really sure how you're going to hit it off with them. And then like you ended up having like a really, it could, go, it could go both ways. You could have someone who might not be prepared to be interviewed that day or isn't good with it and like awkward on podcasts, mm-hmm. or it could be uh, someone who's great and you, and you enjoy it. I don't know. What about you, Tom? Um, I think it, I don't know. It never comes I mean, to mind. Like when for we the do most it. part, it always seems like it goes smoothly. Some people, some people ramble and talk a lot more than others yeah like you know comedians like to talk a lot but Absolutely. like you know some like bigger guys we've had who are like you know obviously more established than us maybe in the comedy world have given us so much like gems and, and good good use of their time and we were like wow like we really appreciate it like because they don't have to do that because you know we're not at their level and they don't even yeah. have to give us the time but like we've had we've had comedians call in and just like give us advice and give us gems and we just weren't real i wasn't really expecting it oh yeah recently francis ellis ryan davis schultz 
even Mickey Gall was great. Like you would think, like UFC fighter wouldn't want to talk about certain things, but he's like very entertaining, and like you, he could probably host a podcast. He might actually down the road. Yeah, he'd be great. You know. Yeah, I watched a couple of those uh, clips that you guys posted, and it seemed like you guys really got into it. Like it seemed very natural and organic. Yeah, yeah. almost like this. He's is a guy easy to talk to. Yeah, it seemed like a guy you guys talk to like once a week. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Currently we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's uh, that's Mickey. the thing you build relationships through that, and I think that's the most important thing. It's not even always about the episode or mm-hmm. doing this and doing that. It's always good to have a plan, like I said but always to be organic in you too how did you guys first come in contact with him did you message him or <laughs> we called him out <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah. We basically ca- we uh, called him out like he called out cm punk alex basically alex. started it with a just a story that he had uh, met kind of briefly met him or his acquaintance at the stress factory yeah on a podcast where i think it was just like me you alex maybe maybe we had somebody else on and then I'll do like I'll do like audio po- bites of the p- episodes and we promote them on the Instagram story. Yeah. And I posted the Alex story, but I tagged Mickey Gall and didn't really tell them, I think. And he d- DM'd us like what is this? Like why are you tagging me, you know? And we and we didn't That's really hilarious. I knew of him cuz like I like UFC, but I didn't know him on any level and I was just like, "Oh, uh, this is just a podcast. I think my buddy met you." And it kind of <laughs> just snowballed from there. He's like, "Oh, cool, man. Cool." And then yeah, it's cool. funny we had a mutual connection that he knew too, and then we started building this thing. And I would just keep, like, DMing him or reaching out here and there. And finally, he agreed to come on. And, like, when he came on the first few minutes, I kind of made a funny, like, joke about, like, how we, like, got introduced through that DM and how yeah. he was, like, angry. He was like, it's funny because I was going to find out where you guys live and roll through and beat you up. <laughs> and we were like, oh, not good. And yeah. it turns out That's Sam, last... our, our intern slash freelancer, shout out to Sam. We call him the intern. Is, no like, is like, buddies with him and he rolls jiu-jitsu with him. Yeah, so that was another connection. connect. And he, he was, like, my first radio listener, Sam. Like, he was listening since day one. And he's always been a part of, like, my radio stuff and podcasting he's been on this campus like it's it's more than just a show it's really like we've been i've been out with so many people and connected with so many people it's almost like a network and it's like it's almost like a tonight show type feel Mm -hmm. but like not tv obviously and it's like we have like a whole crew of people on the show it's just not me yeah Yeah, i got my grandma my uncle i got everything got locker so how many times have you guys had mickey on then technically three we went to his gym once but he's been he's been to the basement keep it basement uh twice if he could, he'd probably come every week. But it's like at the same time, didn't someone just make fun of us recently saying, "What are we, Mickey Gall's publicist?" Yeah, because we like do so much with him. So yeah. it's almost like we talk to him and chill with him, but like we want to be like us too. Like we, obviously, he yeah, have your own that, identity. Like, yeah, like we don't want to be like, oh, Mickey Gall's sidekick or something. But like, I'm we, fine with we, that. We were, we were, yeah, we were talking about stuff like he's doing some TV stuff and podcast stuff he might need help with. But like. Yeah, it's just a cool connection. It was a, he's a local guy in the area, and he's a UFC fighter, which is dope. Yeah, and he's cool. It's good like, to go out with so you don't get beat up. Yeah, really. Where's he from? Mickey's from, from, from my Green, area. Like yeah, he's 10 from minutes away. Greenbrook. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. Watchong over there. It's the funniest story. New Jersey fighter, a really good fighter, like really good. If you don't, because you know, a lot of people don't follow UFC, but if you, yeah, I don't really you follow don't, it particularly. He's like, you know, he's Neither one of the top I. guys to ever come out of Jersey. You know, Only with Frankie him. Edgar. He got he got fame for the CM Punk fight like three years ago. That's where he really blew up. That's the funniest thing. And he's yeah, he's he's like a personality. Like he's like you know. I, th- I think I told you this, but like I'm not. I forget the whole story. But I actually reached out to him originally when I was in radio, and, I don't th- and he didn't do the interview. And then it's funny how I know yeah. him now. That's yeah, great. That, that's really funny. It's I, like, hey, I, I remember been, four yeah. years ago? <laughs> I got rejected so many times. I asked a lot of people for interviews and got rejected so much. You get so used to it, it like makes you better. I'm sure yeah. the same thing in comedy, bombing and everything. Yeah, I, I, or even for the radio thing, like I, a couple of my friends are like, you should just reach out to people. I'm like, I don't know. It seems like such a, yeah. such a stretch. Yeah, Michael, just do it. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, you just tweet them. Or get a girl who's attractive and like tweet them or like especially a calling dude like here at a college like you you get some people who will be down yeah, for it because they, they like want to the, help you out yeah, they like you're the up and coming college aspect of radio and it's like you know the roots of radio and they want to like help people out and then maybe get a show through this college or something you know yeah, yeah. what uh what are some of the people you guys have had on your show like besides um like comedy or I mean I, I remember you mentioning entrepreneurs yeah yeah who yeah. who have you had of like that uh that realm dank stop louis jersey champ sean kelly um robert green was an author uh wrote the 48 laws of power with 50 cent 50th law do you guys find it hard to people carry on like a longer podcast or like a, a longer episode or no do you guys with them or with, with them? them not me because like anyone i'll try to interview I'm, i i want to know something from them or i'm taking knowledge from them and i'm passionate about it like i would prefer not to interview someone i could care less about but it also makes for funny entertainment radio yeah i can f- find myself uh, talking or at least f- 
asking some questions to pretty much anyone because I just want to get into their world. Like, mm-hmm. he has more in-depth questions, but, like, especially if we have a comedian on, I could go all day. Oh, absolutely. But, like, uh, the business guys, you know, some of it's interesting, like, especially, like, we do, we did a, yeah, we did an episode with Sean Kelly. He owns, like, a Jersey Champs company. He's, like, yeah. you know, one of those Instagram influencers with a million followers. And, like, we, we probably spent an hour and a half talking about just Instagram. And, like, I didn't, like... I kind of was interested because I was just like, I didn't know all the ins and outs. But so like, sometimes it just, it happens. It's like, oh, this, you're going into the podcast, like, oh, this is going to be terrible. You want to do like a half hour. And then two hours later, you're like, not even done with your questions. Like I told you, it's important to know the business part and then the entertainment part. So yeah. I'll get these guys on and learn the business about social media or whatever. And like building the brand. And then also the creative side of the local comedians or like the Schultzes, the mm-hmm. big names. Like I try to. Yeah, we've had a lot of local it. comics on too. That's like our. I've, uh, I've noticed that you guys, water. it seems like you guys do have a. Uh, like a def a definite sense of wanting to put out not like not I don't want to use the word content but like the way you guys promote yourself on your Instagram yeah. seems like you definitely like there's effort there and you guys can yeah, see yeah. that Insane we, we, we flip it, I flip it any style I want because someone didn't even know how to define keep it basement whether it be entrepreneur stuff adult entertainers or comedy and like I'm trying to build my own personal stuff and it's just like a combination of everything and that's the whole thing it's like think of it like a show and I'm not yeah. trying to hate on anyone or or get hated on or be a hater. But it's just like, that's like what we do. And it's just like, we're trying to help you get advice. Like you listen to our episode about social media, you're going to get something out of it if you're a comedian. Did, did you find yourself um, exploring certain topics or stuff in the beginning? Not not like in terms of interviews, but like definitely narrowing down what you guys think like your, not market is, but like what your fo- the focus of your podcast is. I don't know if I'm articulating this well, but... I know what you mean. Yeah, I know like, what you mean. Yeah, like, w- was there certain stuff that you guys were trying out early that, like, you yeah. guys tried it, and then right afterwards, you're like, never again? Well, I was doing hip-hop stuff, and I remember I got death threats from, like, uh, Chicago community because I did, like, a comedy segment where I included, like, street terminology, and uh, as a person who's Caucasian, it probably wasn't going, <laughs> bolding well with people. Sure. Caucasian. Yeah. So, white. <laughs> white, but, uh, no, nah, but I, I love hip-hop and the hip-hop culture, but, like, as you get comedians on, you, I kind of, like, have been going away, shying away from the, talking about hip-hop news and stuff, also because it gets, like, old and boring, and I feel like now it's more comedy, inspiration stuff, motivation, and just, like, real-life talk stuff, and yeah. we're really good with the bro talk stuff and the Caller Daddy stuff. Good, yeah, I feel good, like good demo. Mike, I'd yeah, say 20, definitely, 25 to 34. Definitely like big segments early on. Like when I came in, because Mike had already been doing it, was hip hop, which I didn't know anything about. And then he would, you know, it'd be, it's like, look, dude, I'm a comedian. So if you want to talk hip hop stuff, like I'll, I'll play along yeah, or yeah, comedy I'll, factor. I'll probably play dumb, like unintentionally, because I don't really know about it. But like, I like to talk comedy. But lately, it's definitely been entrepreneurial, business, inspirational. Like a lot of social media talk gets heavy. Sometimes it gets repetitive and annoying. But like that's what you know. That's I'm like to learn. I'm, st- I'm a student. That's what people want to hear now. And then bro talk is like yeah, like uh, you know, bro talks where we talk about relationships and stuff like that. And sometimes we just do singled out segments about that. I think a lot of people like that, especially like younger people and girls. Yeah, I feel like you guys constantly changing the focus, or not even the focus, but the topics that you guys are talking about is good for keeping kind of that motivation going because as soon as like you find like a new like if you keep on talking about the same thing like if you have such a narrow scope of what your podcast is you're gonna run out of steam kind of Mm. he says we get too preacher talk about the same thing sometimes i i think it's inevitable but we don't like like like-minded um, just like the, about the formula being successful in like comedy and stuff, like the facts of like, like Joe Rogan and stuff. We talk about that mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, like lately, like Schultz. we've been talking about the entrepreneurs and stuff. Like sometimes it gets like too preachy. Like we talk about guys like Gary Vee a lot and Crank Cardone and yeah. Jordan Belfort's and those kind of guys. Your Tim Ferriss's, but I mean sometimes it's just. Uh, you know, it's just a lay of the land. Like that's what is like imminent right now for us, and like what we want, like what we're thinking of. So we just talk about it. We definitely don't have like a. We're definitely more all over the place where we'll interview a business person or an adult film store or a comedian, yeah. like Rogan, where he's kind of all over the place. We definitely don't yeah. have a niche thing where we're only talking about comedy or we're only talking about sports. We don't even talk about sports. Yeah, it's not all we're just only fart talking jokes. about. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like. You can't really always tell from the surface. You you think it's mostly comedy, which it probably is for the most part. Yeah, but like is. a lot of people listen to the entrepreneur episodes and they're like, "Wow, I didn't even know you guys were like talking about that kind of stuff." We kind of do a little bit of both. Well, the yeah. funny thing about comedy is that it doesn't even need to necessarily be like if you have a comedy podcast or like a comedy show or something. Sometimes it doesn't even necessarily need to be funny as long as like you're talking about. Like that's exactly. What, that's what I've always found really interesting. Yeah. Like when you see so much like there's people with comedy podcasts not hating against them, but like I'll listen to some things, even like famous people, and it's like they're just trying too hard to be funny. Yeah. Like they're making everything like a joke or just making it like 
trying to be like their stand-up routine and you could like tell it's not organic or authentic no definitely you know what i mean it's like it's like too much some are like tuesdays with stories tuesdays with stories but that's, that's just cool. them like that's just them being them completely. exactly that's how they are at all times yeah joe list and mark norman have such a strong you get what i'm saying though. yeah we had norman on shout out norman oh yeah norman was too. Yeah. that was a great episode yeah he's cool he yeah i listened to a lot of that yeah. thanks man and when you listen to them it's like you'll get comedy jokes out of it but you're also getting the bigger picture and i, I want it to help other people yeah, that's yeah. the thing you know? Yeah, definitely. Like me, like especially when it's, when me and Alex are on an episode, and we're trying to get in our zingers and our one-liners. But like only uh, me, really only if it's like if it's a time for it. If I think the guest w- will laugh, but like it, for, for the most part, I'm trying to be in the conversation and have whatever. I'm not working out material or anything. Yeah, you want to be present. Exactly. Yeah, I want to learn. Yeah, you don't see Rogan like working material. You know, never, I mean? ever. Well, that's the funny thing about Rogan is it it does seem like first and foremost he's a podcaster. Like yeah. even though he did start as a comedian. I, I'm almost surprised when I like when I saw his. Uh, when was the last special he put out? He put out uh, Strange Times last year. I remember yeah. that. on Netflix. Yeah, when that came out, I was like, "Oh yeah, he does this." <laughs> that definitely happened. Yeah, because I think what, what, with Rogan was he was already a comic for 20 it's years. Just the money he makes on that. But channel. he wasn't like yeah. what he is now. And then when he this started the podcast up and it just blew up, that just fueled his stand up. And now he's looked at as like one of the biggest times in the world like he does you know he's selling well, out theaters and I think as a comedian you have to be curious and he is that and he's interested in his curious. guest and it's like and he's not even funny on his know? podcast if you ask me he's right. like just he doesn't want to be he's interested no, you're right and the reason I compare us sometimes not always yeah. Mike to Rogan is because I feel like Rogan's not super interviewing it's more like a conversation yeah I, I watched do both. I watched yeah, uh, do you guys know the, the guy from the Black Keys Dan Auerbach yeah, or yeah. The, I watched his episode of him on Joe Rogan and at no point in the first like hour did they try being funny. Yeah. I mean, granted, Dan Auerbach looks like severely depressed, <laughs> but uh, it, it was just really funny because it's like they're talking about like not even such serious topics, but it's like they're so into just the discussion that they're having, and they're yeah. not trying to be. Uh, d- have you guys ever watched that uh, or listened to that podcast? Um, Conan needs a friend. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Conan O'Brien's. Podcast. I just actually listened to a little bit of it today because I saw Howard Stern on Jimmy Kimmel and he talked about how he did an interview with Conan. And he never does interviews. It was his first podcast ever. Yeah, so we I were talking about Conan on the last episode. Of Keep it basement if you yeah. check it out. Yeah, it's a. It, I listened to uh, his podcast and he he does a lot of like in depth interviews with people that like he hasn't really gotten to know personally over time. Yeah, yeah. Like he actually just released one thing yesterday with David Letterman, which nice. was great. But uh, he did this short segment over the summer with Dana Carvey, uh, and it was called Deep Dive with Dana Carvey. And it was supposed to be just like, act, you know, not like funny bantery, but like actually like scripted kind of funny. Like, is Dana Carvey doing all of his impressions? And I was like, shout out to Garth. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I love Dana Carvey. I'm like, this is weird to like listen to like people do like routines. I don't know. Because yeah. I mean, I do listen to stand up, but. It was just so, I was like not expecting <laughs> as, that. As a joke in itself, I start reading off comedy jokes that I have towards the end of the podcast now to get people mad. Or yeah, like, it's usually read. pretty brutal. It's funny. I uh, I try to write jokes at the beginning. I write jokes, like, all we- not all week, but whenever I have the time, and I try to, like, deliver them in the beginning of this. And, uh, yeah, you should open with a monologue. I do. Oh, you I do? do. Way, to, yeah. way to pay attention. Yeah. I had never been here in the beginning. Well, that's because that's I try to shelter people from that. That's great, you know? though. Oh, you get <laughs> This is a podcast, just, you know, Well, yeah, cursing. I mean, well, that's I, the whole point of I don't even, like, they're, they're really bad. Well, the thing is also, like, the censorship of doing it on radio. But well, yeah. But... Let me see. Um, see. Okay, so this is one that I wrote. <laughs> and this sounds like an advertisement, cause, and I thought it was funny that it sounded like this. So I said... Uh, the McRib is back. Research shows that McDonald's strategically serves the McRib for a limited time because they want their customers to be excited about it. Other studies indicate that they can't afford the legal fees involved with being sued for crimes against humanity. <laughs> so it's like, they're like benign, you know, like yeah. they're not. But uh, it's definitely like I spend time writing these and then I like deliver them on like on air. And it's like, Tom, you know, on stage, like when you have something written down, you're like, this is funny. Yeah. And then you go up to do it. Oh, and yeah. you're like, why did I write this down? Yeah, most nights. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I haven't gone up in like two weeks now, I think. I haven't gone up in like two years. Oh, yeah, Brendan, you, uh, yeah, you say you haven't been able to get up a, a, as much. Yeah. But I mean... That's fine. Yeah, Mike Mike wants to do stand-up, but he, he did it once. What's the thing sure. with uh, a lot of people are doing storytelling comedy now, and I feel like that's hitting. Like a lot, well, we you listen, you listen to a podcast, yeah. I feel like, because someone said that Tom's happy, he's doing a lot of storytelling, and, and like people are with it. Some people in the crowd like it, and some people don't like it. I feel like you have to be famous for it to work well. 
No, you could be really. It's got to be the right because no one cares about your stories though if you're not big yet, right? I think it's about the environment though. Like if it's a warm environment, like some some comedy clubs or some places where you're doing open mics, like it doesn't feel like this warm. Like yeah. doing. And you it's only not, get three, three minutes. Yeah, you get three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. three minutes. Right. What story are you gonna tell? It's gonna be you know get no jokes in. Some people exactly. can do it though and do it well in a, in a couple you know in a couple minutes. I've uh, seen it because I think podcasting helps with that because even comedians have said that. I bet at Waldo's mic he could probably run a show where like it was just stories and I feel like people would be into it. Yeah. Because it's got that like kind of like I don't know warm environment sort of thing. like it's I keep on saying that but yeah, I, I love that room. Yeah. Are you uh? You excited for Waldo's first book show there? Yeah, hopefully it'll it's a good turnout, like the first five mics or however many there were. Are, are you booked on that? I think you. I are, think I'm right? doing a guest spot. He gave me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that should be good. That'll be fun. I hope. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've seen I've seen open micers or you know lower name comedians go the story route. I think some guys are go. You know what I think with stand up is some guys are going on stage thinking they're going to be doing a bunch of jokes and it turns out just to be a story or a couple stories. Yeah. But they're actually funny or at least they tell them in a funny way because like you got to take the audience on a ride with that and I'm exactly. just like somebody said I was doing stories I was like I think I have one story and it, I don't do it I don't even do it a lot. Yeah. But it's like I'm I don't know how that would go but I mean that's what comedy is it's like you could do one liners you do Stephen Wright or Jesnick you do jokes you could do bits you could do stories it's literally everything like which one do you think you find yourself more comfortable with just jokes I mean just regular kind of regular like, old like segue jokes like maybe like talk about a topic and then go into a joke that I have about that topic just to just to segue into it but I mean uh I just think there's more la like I'm I, there's more laughs with jokes you know I don't know when I'll I know when I want the laughs to come. Like I said this last time, if I know when I'm expecting the laugh and I don't get it, it's like, okay, that's not good. In a story, it's, weird for it's me. a story. It's like you got to have a bunch of little laughs in between and then a giant one at the end. It's like, like yeah. what if you go, you know, you're t five minutes through the story and not one laugh. It's like, I'm going to be too worried. I'm like, maybe they're not even into it anymore. Yeah, that that's like the, the thing about um, like regular, like, you know, set up punch jokes and then stories is yeah. that. You do live or die with every single joke that you do with a set of punch joke, but those people that tell stories, it's like, it requires, I think, like, a certain level of talent. I that like getting the random different. laughs. I think that's part of yeah. the reason why Mike has been too afraid to go on stage, because he's probably a guy who'd want to do some stories. I don't know this exact structure of doing a joke, and it's just, like, kind of anxiety. No, does. But yeah. what, what's funny is people have hit me up from the podcast and saying that they think we're hilarious, and I'm like, I'm confused where you think we're funny, because we're just, like, talking about opinions. It's not like I'm trying to be funny, you know what I mean? Where it's like, I'll throw in a zinger here and there, which is funny, but if we're talking about a topic, like a, like a girl story or, like, a date night, and I, the way I describe it, people think it's hilarious, I want to listen, and it's like, what, how do I get material out of that for the stage, you know what I mean? It, you gotta go back and re-listen and, and, and highlight the funny parts. I and, think the, I think the bridge... They, those they like the Joe Sweeney things, too. I think the bridge to that gap is, like, listening to Mark Maron, because in the beginning, he does those, like, little monologues and I don't even know if I'd call him monologue I, like just that self-reflective kind of thing that he does yeah. in the beginning of his podcast Greg Fitzsimmons does the same thing I've actually never listened to his what's his called again I'm it's not like Fitz Dog Fitz Radio Dog? yeah he yeah. like yeah he opens the beginning with like what's going on in his personal life with his wife and his kids and stuff what but he does did, he do stand up Greg Fitzsimmons? Fitzsimmons? Yeah. On the podcast? No, no, no. Does oh, he yeah. do stand-up? Yeah, he's been doing stand-up for like 30 years. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah. Very. He started with Rogan. Him and Rogan started together oh, okay. back in the day. Back in Boston. Gotcha. All right, so uh, uh, now we're back in the studio with Tom Zappia and Mike Sweeney. I love the Smiths. Smiths. Yeah. Big Smiths guy? <laughs> Not big, but I, I like him a little bit. The Smiths are funny because the Smiths are like, they can either leave you feeling like really happy or really sad. Yeah, like, well, like the, the whole uh, New York explosion in the early 2000s, the Strokes get credit for like making them. So that's why I say I like them because I'm obsessed well, with the Strokes. You like the Strokes? Yeah, well, like, you know, back when they were the Strokes. Yeah. They're like not even together anymore. Yeah, they had a very specific sound for Mike the first couple albums. And then. Yeah, like everyone just says their debut album is like the greatest thing ever. They revived rock and roll. And then they're like after the second album, they just fell off completely. Yeah, the uh, does the lead singer Julian Casablancas does he have his own yeah. solo career? Yeah, he's got a bit. No, he's got a band, The Voids. Oh yeah, yeah, they've been going for a while. But it? he has done solo albums. Yeah, he's like the fr the greatest frontman I think ever. Like in those first few few albums, those first two albums. You think he so? was w well? He was wasted the whole time, and he would just like do crazy stuff on stage. Like, I love that. I uh, over the summer I saw the band Cage the Elephant. They're great, and uh, I don't like them anymore. Oh, really? I love like their first like four albums. But right. like their lead singer Matt Schultz, he's got like this sort of like god complex where like the really? way he's like walking, it's weird. Like because he used to be like, like a light around him. 
it's yeah like he used to have like this kind of like almost like punk rock sort of thing where like he would just like lose his mind on stage and like just he was crazy and now it's like he's wearing like these really like weird outfits and like it's just the strangest. That's exactly what happened with Julian. He probably copied Julian. Yeah, Julian probably. was the same thing. He would be a, he was a drunk, and he would they would you know wear leather jackets and look like rock and rollers. And then after the second album, he got sober, got married, and like didn't do anything anymore. And he started dressing like a freak. And then after like the third record, everyone thought they were awful. And he thought he was like he probably thought he was like a god. But like I still love him. Yeah, I mean it's, I think he you become like a, not acquired like accustomed, but like you build like an allegiance to like certain musicians yeah. like a band that i really like just came out an album last week the menzingers they're know. they're uh they're like a punk band from scranton and uh i like i love them and i got into them right before their last album and uh the one that they just came out with the producer it's like really i like declawed like that's how I would describe it. Really? it. Yeah, it's weird. Like the the producer did this like wall of sound sort of thing, where it like the the lyrics are really like drained, not drained, but like they're like almost set underneath. So like I, I was listening to it, I'm like, you know, it's a band I love, so I'm like, I'll listen to it. I'm gonna like it, yeah. but I just feel cheated. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, There's definitely some good songs on there. Mike hates music. Well, he Mike hates, hates rock. He hates rock music. I'm not, I'm not a fan of it, but not yeah, particularly like, a fan. Yeah. Nah, hip hop. Uh, do you branch out from anything other than hip hop? Yeah, just... yeah. Actually, I started what? with Metallica, Rage Against Machines, Guns and Roses, stuff like that. ACDC, classic like that stuff. Classic. So like, we're basically stuff. that just new yeah, heavy. Like, well, it was like Rage Against Machine, Beastie Boys, N.W.A., and you, it was like all you hip-hop. ever listen to like punk or anything? Not really. No, I was I mean, huge Rage Against the Machine, but yeah, like punk and alt more so. But like, I listen. I listen to like the same five bands. It's got to be quick, you know. I don't. ADD. I don't like. What, what I don't do li- branch out that much. What do you listen to, Tom? Yeah, like I was listening to just hip hop for a long time, like when like back when like Good Kid, Mad City, like kind of that era, like high school. I feel like it was really big, but like mostly alt punk, like Strokes. Um, you know, uh, like I said, like I I know, the hardest this, question is, what do you listen to? Well, like you know, uh, I like Phoenix. They're kind of okay. more. They're like rock, but they're kind of like electric as well. Yeah. Um, you know, Chili Peppers are like my favorite band of mm-hmm. all time. That's kind of generic, but. Um, you know, I, I was inspired by back in the day here, like Jay Z, N.W.A., Beastie Boys, stuff like that. I love Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys, like something like early nineties. You know what I mean? It's bigger than music yeah. to me sometimes. Nirvana, like the, the Beastie Boys. Too. Yeah, like the guy. Yeah, like those guys. It's like everyone looked at as like a god. Like the Nirvana that moment. Yeah, and they were only a band for like what four or five years. Yeah. They That's like the Strokes. It's like they were the Strokes, Strokes that people loved them because they revived rock and roll, but only for like those two f- first two records. You like know what's four funny? Five years. Is it such a testament how good bands like that or even groups like that are because they were such short lived before this time of like interconnectivity, like with all the social media and the fact that people knew who they were within like two four years. I, which is crazy before social. That's why they're yeah. like looked at like that. I think social media has made it where it's like that can't even really happen with a band anymore. I, like people go nuts about those guys who played at um. I think they played at the Pony over the summer, and they're like Led Zeppelin transplants, but they're from like the Midwest or something, and they sound exactly like Led Zeppelin. I can't remember their name, but like people found out about them like super early on. Okay, that's funny what you said about social media though, because Dennis Rodman in an interview was saying that if he had social media back then, he'd be like the most famous person now, and he would be. He was pretty much doing. You're right. He was living his life like social media pretty much. Yeah. Back in the day with Madonna. I mean, he still is insane. Yeah. When was that? That he was like going over to North Korea. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. That was wild. Yeah. That was like 2014. He was like visiting his friend Kim Jong-un in North Korea like who who would have thought that the person that could potentially save the United States would be Dennis Rodman yeah imagine like raging as a machine with social media or NWA just oh wild oh my gosh yeah absolutely yeah that's uh that's something that. that I personally I I don't really like social media I use social media but we're addicted me and Tom we're addicted and I don't even like that I'm addicted Neither I do just I. do it for because I feel like I have to like, if you go to my personal social medias, it's, like, dead. But, like, keep it based on it, I go nuts. I, I don't post really much about comedy just because I think I'm Greta Van Fleet. I'm nervous. Like, that was a band I was what, what do you mean? You're nervous well, if you fail? Well, no, I'm, like, I don't know. I think putting, like... You're also very young and new. Yeah, you don't yeah. Need I wasn't to, like, But, I mean, like, shows, like, that kind of thing. Like, I mean, not even that, because, I mean, the, I, I haven't done a story. show. The first show I'm going to do is actually Thursday. Where are you, where are you on Thursday? Chug Pickle. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don throwing that off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll Tito, be fun. I Tito. did that show like a couple months ago. Tito, Tito put in a good word Tito's for me. Tito's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. He, We've he, had Tito on. Tito's great. I yeah. love Tito. Crazy I'm, stories. I'm gonna Crazy have, life. I want to have Tito on here. Definitely. Yeah. He'll come. Yeah. He. I messaged him about it, but I think it's just it's so complicated because it's Fridays and then you know drive time traffic. Yeah. Not yeah. everyone's around here. Exactly. But, like, um, he's up in North Jersey, right? right? by me. Oh, he's is he? in, like, the New Brunswick comic yeah, area. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Chubby Pickle show. I mean, like, yeah, definitely promote a show. Yeah. Post it or throw it on your story, at least, you know? Yeah, I usually do know. that, and then I'll, like, promote whenever Waldo He hates on me his. for promoting shows and stuff, because, you know, he thinks. I don't really hate. Uh, promote, you got to promote, promote. Why not? It's I mean, like, you yeah, I'm going to go crazy. Too. It's not like I'm posting it 14 times, yeah, like, yeah. leading up to it. If but you're like, not confident in your abilities and your brand, who else will be? That's the thing that's annoying with social media. You have to post it. Even yeah. if you lose followers or old girlfriends from high school. And people well, think you know look fake or whatever. Is that I had the almost, like, I use that philosophy, but to, like, the opposite argument, to the point where I was like, I don't want to promote myself until I feel like I have something I can, like... That's like me, yeah, too. You'll wait forever, though. That's the thing, I've yeah. learned. Yeah. And like also... You, yeah, you could, ha- you could have that mindset, that. But, like, once you're, I guess, deep enough in, you've done enough stuff, or at least you feel like you have, and you're confident in yourself... Promote. That's promote. the way yeah. I felt with Definitely. the podcast and radio. People didn't even know I interviewed a lot of these people or knew about my stuff. I would like hide it on certain media platforms and like uh-huh. I would never like put it out to family and stuff. Yeah, I would never put a. I usually people post, don't even know about the YouTube stuff either. Yeah, like I, you know, I wasn't even on social media really until I started doing comedy, like at least heavy. I had accounts, but like I wouldn't post and stuff. But then you get the opposite thing where it's like some rookie who's been doing it two weeks is like promoting a bunch of open mics you're doing. And it's just like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, open mics are weird, too, because it's like, you know, you sh- it, it feels weird to promote that as, like... You don't like, promote an open mic. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. I mean, is unless like, you're the host. Be, but, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, it's horrible when you go to open mic, and it's like, you drove there, and it was like, all right, there's five people here. Yeah, it's most. Yeah. You could hype it up. You get the special case where it's a really <laughs> great open mic like Waldo's, and it's like, we'll promote it through the week, because we, like... Oh, which yeah. kind of negates it, because it's like, we already know it's going to be good. We shouldn't even have to promote this one. We should be promoting the ones that are dead, but, like, we don't. That's that's <laughs> a good point. I, I say you might as well promote it, because you never know. You could, you know, get a job from it, connect yeah, from exactly. it. Yeah, you exactly. There could be a photographer you there that know. wants to take your photos, or, mm-hmm. like, a They could, like, your promotion. They might, you might get booked just because you promote so good. Yeah, and you a lot could of be a terrible do. comedian, be like, all right, he promotes well, we'll get him on. Or they produce, you produce something. Do your own stuff. Always do your own stuff. We'll get you whatever. Like we That's do our own saying. podcast. We have people hitting us up. Can I come on the podcast? Can I get the podcast all the time? Yeah. Or we have people saying, "Hey, you want to work together all the time?" Because you know we do our own stuff. Don't mm-hmm. rely on people to give you chances. Yeah, build your own brand. That yeah. works sometimes, but not always. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like I think that uh, I think it was Joe said a couple weeks ago that this radio show would be great for me just because you know people would want to like you know you kind of yeah. reciprocate. Yeah, like this is your own thing. Like yeah. You know, this, uh, that's a perfect example. Like, you have but your own radio show. I didn't even think show. about that until Joe brought it up. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it might just not have been on your mind. But, yeah, yeah. definitely. That's like a, a lot of people get their stuff like that, favor for a favor. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. You could be, you could be, you know, you could have nothing, really. But it's like you have your own show, you know, then you're on my show, you're on my podcast, I'm on yours. Yeah. That's a, how, like, Synergy. most people get around, you know. Yeah. It's, just, it's inevitable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... I mean, we've only got like probably I think ten minutes left. What uh? Monmouth University. Yeah, Monmouth University. Good old. So uh, what do you guys have lined up? I mean, if you guys want to disclose this for your podcast stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah? Should record that. What, uh, uh, what do you guys got? We have this pot for. Well, keep a basement. This month we have a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, we're doing a live podcast with our buddies over at Strix Media. They're like a like a video media company based out of Morristown, and it's their event. They do these just cre- like with the stuff we were talking about, creator event where like yeah. creators just come, videographers, podcasters, business owners, whoever, and they put on these events. And they asked us to do a live podcast with them there. So we said, you know, why not? What el- what else? We of course, why wouldn't we? Yeah. Um. So that's coming up a week from yesterday, October seventeenth. Oh wow. In Horseshoe Tavern in Morristown, New Jersey. So if anybody's listening, if anybody's around, if you're free, you know, you're creative or you write, or you do video you do podcasting whatever come by you know, those tickets cheap tickets you can use keep a basement as a discount code and then the following weekend we are at exotica 2019 where mike's been doing interviews with you know adult, adult film stars for yeah. a long time now like five years he's been doing very successful interviews there so he's always gets amped up for that uh that's the last weekend of the month and you know we're gonna we still have, we'll have episodes being cranked out weekly i mean i think we're recording monday uh hey, also you know, haunted house <laughs> I had this funny idea to go to a haunted house it's, and just like no, it's happening. Film my reaction 
film me because I get scared really easily. Oh, yeah? Like filming my reactions or just interviewing people after they get out, like as they're freaking out. I just yeah. think it'd be a funny Walking concept. Through. Or going through it. I just thought it'd be a funny concept. We might do it. Someone's gonna take our idea. Um yeah, it's fine. But like we're always just looking at, we're always just looking for ideas and like create content stuff. Like the other day when we, we filmed that sketch with Ryan and Waldo, that, like, was, that fun. was fun. It took like an hour. Like, yeah. you know, like just anything that's like Yeah, if the mall security me. didn't show up, who would have had that thing? Yeah, really. <laughs> Anything, anything entertaining, you know, putting out episodes or putting out video clips, you know, funny videos we do with his family, Locker, that's his oh, uncle yeah? and his grandma, you know, anything that's like comedy related, really. Um, but yeah, we have episodes slated. I got people just last night, a bunch of people asked me to come on and, you know, oh, yeah. we'll get to it. It's just, we're not good with scheduling. We're yeah. terrible at it. That's one of our downfalls. Well, it's but, difficult, I mean, especially it is. at a certain point, like when you're still getting yourself going and you got to have a job to... You know, exactly. source your income and it's like, location uh, discrepancies. You know, not yeah. everyone's near exactly. everyone or yeah. wants to make the drive. That's yeah. and we get that. Like we, you know, we do road pods sometimes too. So like we want to go go Shout out more out and go out and 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 go to where comedians are, to where other people are, and, and take it to them, make it a little easier. You know, because you can do that with audio podcasting. Um, it's also tough. You get a big guest and they want you to come on. That, you want to go on their thing that week and you got to do it. You got to, you know what I mean? Yeah, because it's like you got them while you got them. It's like now or never. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of thing. But I mean, then everyone else gets pushed back. Yes, I mean we get stagnant sometimes, and that's when we'll go back. But like, I'll promote episodes for days after. Like, I'm still promoting the last episode, and it was probably like two weeks ago. Um, but like, we're, we're recording Monday. We we try. We're pretty good at putting at least one episode out per week, if not every two weeks, but usually more often than that. Keeping you, the Instagram. You made fresh a good point stuff. about talking about different things and the same stuff. A lot of people tell us that they, you know, if you're a new if you're a new fan, you're not going to listen to stuff like a year or two back. You might listen to a couple months back. Mm-hmm. You could keep recycling good material or good comedy stuff out there That's on true. social media and we do that like we had some funny stuff where Alex was making fun of me saying I look Dominican <laughs> and we posted that and people thought it was new and it was old yeah. and like people liked it like just an example of like all the content you have that's great you could keep reposting it exactly so it's like people that may have looked at your podcast or something the most recent episode you had was with like an entrepreneur but yeah. they're more interested in like your interviews with comedians exactly. if you're Suffering. promoting that yeah, that comedy. I know a YouTube Definitely. channel that does that. Vlad TV keeps posting old interviews he has, and he mm-hmm. keeps getting like millions of views on them. And really? It's paid. Yeah, you could do that. You're allowed yeah. to get your content. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mean, like we. Yeah, I'm so. We should probably be doing that too more. But it's I mean, it's kind of just like cheesy to me. Kind of cheapy. Like po- yeah. post- posting a video that's already out on your YouTube. You know. Yeah. Anything you're doing like that, you could be used. Like you are able to record these shows, and like you could just put them out. You know, at a later or on your own personal whatever. Like. We've gone on episodes. I'll post it. I'll put it. Other people's episodes, but we'll use it if they're cool with it, and we'll just put it out, or at least a clip, to like so people can tune into their stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cross promote. Like we're not just trying to get on people's stuff and then just for ourselves. Like we want you to come on. We want you know other people to come on. Other local podcasts in the area. You know, it's all just like yeah, it's like people helping people. But I do feel you because I put so much hours into radio and like podcasting where I didn't want it to be put out, Mm -hmm. and now I'm like, all right, let's just promote it. Why not? Yeah. Otherwise, what is it? I mean, not what is it for, but because you get you learn the skills. comedy you learn yeah, it yeah. it feels great but doing you might it as well but just promote like, it now because everyone else is promoting and like it just only will amplify you to get to you know evolve and do the whole you point is do. yeah you never know one little gem you say somebody might take to use and start their own stuff that's a win people have told us that they've done podcasts because we have yeah. Yeah. some really? have cool. done yeah. directly yeah. that's pretty awesome it's almost like in a way you're like oh they're dissing me it's telling me i'm not terrible uh-huh. they're gonna do one yeah no, that's I'm like, like uh, i'm like no nah, just do did it, you man. watch uh Chappelle's uh special the did you watch the epilogue I, uh, you know what the epilogue is? What was happening? So the epilogue, if you go to like the trailers and more thing, yeah. right, then there's this thing called the epilogue. Uh, no, like I didn't tw- do that. It's this 20-minute thing where he does like crowd work pretty much, but it's not really crowd work because cool. he's just answering questions. Right. And uh, there was someone that was like, yeah, you know, you actually kind of inspired me to want to do comedy. He was like, I'm that bad? Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because I started radio because I was like, if this guy could be a rapper, why can't I do radio? Or what, if this is a radio show, oh, why can't I do Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. yeah. It's like inspirational, motivational, but at the same time, you're like, yeah, I probably could be better than that. And it's not, keep it based on not, not, not just an ego. A, and it's not just a podcast. Like, we do a podcast, but like, we're trying to do, that's why we're trying to connect with so many different people. We want to do more than just a podcast. Yeah. Video content, our YouTube videos. Mike does interviews. I do stand up. Mm-hmm. Just you open know, that connection. Instagram up. videos. Tell their story. Anything open that like, yeah. you know, yeah, YouTube. Anything is content nowadays. Like literally, anything that could be recorded or filmed or seen at some point is content. Yeah, that's the crazy thing is that there's it's it so wasn't many. like this back in the day. And you could go viral, and it still doesn't mean anything. You have to have that following. That's what I'm saying. Like, say if you decide you want to promote stuff, finally, mm-hmm. I was like you, where I was hiddenly about hidden about it, and I got something that went viral, and it didn't even matter because I didn't have like a brand behind me or I didn't have content built up behind me you have to have stuff built up already yeah and then it, when you finally like you make it big when you finally make it big people will see you and be like oh he's got more let me check this out because if you only have one thing they're gonna be like oh that's all he has 
So that's yeah. why I always try to do more and just keep putting stuff out. Yeah, it's like a one-trick pony kind yeah. of. Yeah, you don't want to do that. My uncle went viral on Worldstar multiple times. I got paid for it, but I didn't have like anything backed up behind that. Oh, I just yeah? had a couple of those videos. That's yeah. funny. He went viral on Worldstar. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like, hilarious. Rappers were commenting and everything. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you, you see stuff like that happen all the time where people. It's like, I mean, like, uh, do you guys follow like the just for laughs kind of thing on Instagram and that kind of stuff? Like where you see I these probably, uh, like. Stand-up clips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you'll see the stand-up clips, and it's like, that's hilarious. And you'll go look, and you're like, eh. Like, you like, look at, like, the depths of their work. <laughs> yeah. I saw... I know t- what you mean. One time, actually, to the opposite of that, I saw someone say, uh, like, they posted uh, Dan Soder, just for last things. And I love Dan Soder. I think he's hilarious. Me too. And someone was like, this guy gives me a headache. And I was like, what? And I was like... Yeah. And then, literally, I, could, like, I don't respond on Instagram, right? But, like, it wasn't even my post, but I responded. I was like, go look up his... Um, is this happening? Is that, is that, is this that isn't happening? This isn't happening. Yeah. I was like, go look up his one of those. It's hilarious. And the person, like, two days later responded, like, just watched it. Horrible. I was like, <laughs> well, they're just haters on social media. You can't even oh, they're win bored. those people over. Yeah. Mike gets in people's comments all the time, like, but bigger like people, and sometimes days. it gets nuts. He waited two, like, he he did it. He's probably just a guy with no life. Bored, That's a good like, point. He doesn't do a podcast. Yeah, shout out Q. Q's following the blueprint that, like, he already knew about, but we've talked about it. Gotta have Q on again. Quite like, you know so, Q? social media? Uh, I think I might have met him. Guy. I think yeah. I might have met him a couple times. I think social media is a game changer for comedy because you could, like, target an audience or target a certain celebrity and make a joke, an inside joke, and it gets a lot of likes right away, and mm-hmm. your profile comes up, people see that and view it. That's true. That's what I've been doing with certain things. It's all numbers game, social media. And then you also have to have, like, the good production quality of, like, your video, especially with stand up yeah yeah just no i'm just saying just commenting like say you comment on like a schultz video yeah like you say something relatable or something funny a part of the joke and you have like 500 likes people will start viewing your stuff oh that's a good point yeah if you do it early and do it right i do that with like hip-hop related stuff if i'm like passionate about it, i just don't do it for random people (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. you know yeah that's yeah that's definitely um a good way to kind of like find not even like yeah like find a new market of people yeah Yeah. show what you're doing exactly so uh that's like the caller daddy thing we did (laughs) <laughs> yeah alright well. so uh, I, I don't mean to end this lovely conversation but it's 558 so I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap up because the show ends at 6 and we got another show coming in right behind us so, I dare uh, them I know <laughs> but this is beautiful morning, morning. <laughs> yeah exactly so uh, thank you guys for coming on thank you uh, dude yeah. thanks for having me again Mike Sweeney and Tom Zappia alum the Mike alum yeah <laughs> Mike alum Sweeney <laughs> Uh, Keep It Basement podcast. You can check it out on Instagram at Keep It Basement or their website, keepitbasement.com. Heck yes. YouTube uh, too. YouTube too. And uh, this was the fourth episode of the short show. Nice. And uh, we'll be back next week for a uh, half-length episode. Keep It Basement podcast description. Find Keep It Basement with the Sweens wherever you get your podcast with hosts Tom Zappia and Alex Nicholas. Please make that a permanent drop in every episode. I scold them myself. Keep a basement podcast. We out. Of girls, you got a Halloween vibe. Like for example, I got a what? Halloween vibe. No, I'm saying Halloween vibe to you. What's that mean? Like I don't know. You got a little spooky side. (laughs) 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 Please make that a drop. Please, (laughs) you got a little (laughs) spooky side. Oh man. Yeah, with the with the with the hand motion. Yo, you salt baiter too. A little spooky. Yeah, yeah, you did. You put some salt on it. It's past my bedtime. Got a little blood sugar. That's hilarious. No. All right, guys. Stay out of these cash apps. Stay out of the cash apps, guys. Follow your dreams and listen to Keep It Basement Rate. Subscribe. Hey, thanks, guys. Peace. Thanks. Just masturbate if all else fails. Peace. Exactly. Job of California. You don't like it? Fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. That's it. Take a chance. Four minutes at the at the at the, at the, at the comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes. Mike turned into a, a spot on a Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route because then you're going to end up. Being kind of bitter when you get older. That you didn't take no chances. That's it. That's my few on things.